0: This. This right here is the Reddit Explains Conspiracy, Controversy, and the Unknown podcast. We're your hosts, Sam Wilder and Addie Love. We're going to dive into the deepest recesses of Reddit with content every day. Yep. It's going to get a little weird. And a little spooky. And we're excited to get going. Let's do it. Hey, friends, fans, newcomers, all of you. This is our favorite thing to do, and we're glad to have you with us today We're going to be talking about Sean Betts. So it's an unresolved mystery. Posted by tree-life- Sean Patrick Betts, age 11, goes missing in 1988 before anyone outside of the family knew he was missing. And an unknown elderly woman pretending to be his grandmother called the school to say he was gone for good. So this is the story for you today. Patrick Sean Betts was 11 years old in 1988 when he went missing from Upland, California on January 20th, 1988. He headed out that night to the pizza chalet where he was hanging out with the owner's son and playing video games. His mother and sister stopped by for a little while and Sean was goofing around and tried to set up his sister Pam with the guy working at the counter. Who said he was leaving for college the next day? Convenient. The boys tried to go to a game at the local high school, were unable, and ended up at the Pizza Chalet. According to the owners, Sean walked home alone at 9pm, and he never arrived. The police were called, but they insisted he ran away and would eventually return on his own. They did speak to the chalet owner and looked around, but almost nothing was done. A contributing factor may have been that Sean had gotten into a fight with a classmate and was facing a court date but his parents reported he wasn't concerned. The parents also explained to the police he was unable to sleep without his special blanket and it was still at home, as were all of his things. If he ran away, he would have taken the blanket. Immediately the next morning, someone who sounded like an older woman phoned Sean's school to say he was going to live with his grandmother in Washington and would never be returning to school again. His grandmother actually had, once upon a time, lived in Washington. However, by then, she had already moved to California. Sean knew this. His family was left to wonder if Sean was trying to send them a message, if he was being held captive by someone to whom he gave misinformation as a clue. Mm. His family handed out flyers and canvassed the area without any luck. Four months would pass before the police finally agreed to look for him and showed back up at their home. But by now, the case was cold. The only noticeable possible clue was that as soon as questions were being asked, the police chalet owners quickly packed up everything and left town before the police could question them again. Previously, the only question asked was what time he left. His family's not sure if it was related to the case, but the pizza chalet owners disappeared at the exact time that Sean's case was finally being addressed. The odd thing was that the pizza owners didn't immediately leave for the Middle East either. However, a Middle Eastern family was shot in their home a few years earlier, so they might have feared community reaction just being just because this case involved them and did flee, mm. but not for a reason of guilt, but just self-preservation from possible xenophobia. Oh, yeah. The Betts family was told by police that the owners of the pizza chalet went to Los Angeles, and by the time the police chased them there, they had fled from the country Mm. the police told the family that there was no way to question them as there was no extradition treaty where they went and the family can't remember what country it was that they went to Mm. when the video aired there were comments that the pizza chalet owners didn't move but i was able to clarify there were multiple owners over time but the correct owners in question did definitely leave the country The police for some reason focused on the older brother, although he was only 15 and they likely couldn't legally question him without an adult. They picked him up and questioned him anyway for over eight hours. Whoa. In that time, they also gave him a lie detector test, which his family admits he failed, but because of an anxiety issue he already had. He also was told if he confessed he could leave, and he did confess in order to make the questioning stop. His sister said that The chief of police was screaming at him so loudly that the family could hear it when they rushed into the police station after finding out where the boy was. And the entrance was multiple rooms away. Wow. The biggest issue with the finger pointing at the eldest brother is that he had multiple witnesses proving he was in San Francisco, over six hours away. The time his brother went missing, as he was on stage playing in his band, Manta. There's no question he could have done it. An anonymous tip was called into to the police in 1991 saying that someone in the family had buried Sean in their backyard or under the house and the police arrived with bloodhounds. Sean's father said that they had nothing to hide and gave permission for the search. They searched the property for about 9 hours leaving no stone unturned and finding nothing. In the mid-90s, a woman who worked at a beauty parlor near the Pizza Chalet came forward to say that she thinks she saw Sean with an older juvenile that night. But then later on, when questioned again, she wasn't fully sure of what she saw. There were other unsubstantiated sightings over the years, as is typical with a case like this. Sean's sister Pam had twins when the search happened, and one of the boys grew up to be a security guard. An elderly man came into where he was working in another city and mentioned being from Upland. Just making conversation, Sean's nephew commented that his uncle was from there but had gone missing. No name was given or anything, but the man shockingly gave Sean's name to the nephew, unprompted. He described the elderly man as animated. He even pulled out paper and began asking questions about Sean and taking notes. It was a weird encounter that Sean's nephew found unsettling, especially given that it was nearly two decades after Sean went missing. Yeah. Hmm. Sean was one of the 36 kids featured in the Soul Asylum video, Runaway Train, and one of the 10 who still remain unfound. His inclusion in the video was a huge surprise. The family only found out when someone happened to see it and let them know. I was approached by a subscriber for my channel, Crimehound, to cover this case, and as a result, my main source is my own story as told to me by the family. There was little online prior to this. This subscriber, Steve, also arranged to attend a city council meeting and was allowed to present the story there. At the meeting, the mother, Barbara Betts, was able to call in, as was his sister, Pam. The chief of police was in attendance, and they also started reworking the case. I'm posting this case at their request to get the information out there and hopefully find help solving it. The family was then interviewed, as was I, by a reporter named Steve, staff writer from the Upland Gazette. So, super crazy. There are a Hmm. lot of questions, like who called the school the next morning? Why did they say what they did? His family was clear no one yet knew he was missing, so the police had barely been calling to their home no one was ever able to locate the young man working behind the counter that night he's never been questioned as far as the family knows as well as why the pizza family appeared to flee the country and why the elderly man knew sean's name off the top of his head a bunch of weird things so his mother is currently ill and his father passed away without knowing what happened so just another added tragedy to the story so that is the case of sean betts wow lots of questions yeah. right very they, mysterious and they don't really have any suspects or like wh- they have no idea what happened it could be just some freak human trafficking oh yeah encounter like someone just snatched him off the streets it was 9 p.m yeah you know, dark kid walking home alone well let's see know. when was it it was in January, so that's winter time, yeah, so very it's dark. dark at that point. Mm. I don't know. Kind of seems like one of those Kinda to me. Does. Just cuz there aren't a lot of evidences otherwise. That it was someone but that weird knew him at the same time. What about the grandma lady that called? What the actual heck was that? Who just I don't get that. Me neither. Voice actress? I don't know or just found some random old lady and said Can you pretend to be someone's grandma? Yeah. Anyway, that's our story for you today. We hope you enjoyed it and tune in tomorrow.